Breaking news, fans. We have a special Star Wars Generations episode to talk about the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer that has just launched. Myself, Matthew, along with co-host Alex Corman, are here to talk about this trailer, to talk about why we're so excited for this trailer, and to get us ready for Bad Batch Season 3. Um, I'll say from the beginning, I normally live the non-trailer life. Honestly, I deeply wish that I could have with this one, but there's a big reveal in it that it got spoiled for me. So if you want to live that life, please hit stop now. Very okay if you don't listen to this episode. Uh, But if you want to keep listening, we're assuming that either you've seen the trailer or you don't mind being spoiled because uh, big news coming in three, two, one. Asajj Ventress (laughs) is back. When I say that I had a a primal scream out loud in my apartment. I was like ashamed. I was alone in my apartment and I was embarrassed. I was like so excited by just seeing her come on screen with the yellow lightsaber, with the haircut, like very like Dark Disciple-esque. Like it's just, oh! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is a... So I normally watch with subtitles and I, and I watch everything with subtitles and it's fantastic. But here I was a little disappointed because you first start to see her because of um, her voice appears off camera. And I want like I had a half second of that. Like, is it Asajj? Is it Asajj? But then, of course, the the subtitles told me it's Asajj Ventress, Um, which subtitles for the most part are great. I'm glad I was watching them. But it would have been awesome to have that moment of like, oh, my God, it's Asajj Ventress. Um, I'm just so pumped. Like I was already excited for Bad Batch season three. We've already been talking with myself and Alex and Aaron about all the coverage we're planning to do for it. Um, we're going to be doing week-by-week episodes. We are going to do some um, for the members only, which, by the way, of course, you can always become a member for $5 a month only or $55 a year. You get bonus content, you get ad-free content, and you get bonus member episodes. Uh, we're, we're doing the book club. The first episode should come out next week. And absolutely, the February episode is going to be about... Dark Disciple, the book that Alex mentioned that we're not going to spoil anything about here, but it is well understood. The The producers have said that the plot for that, it's not going to be the same exactly, but is, that this is heavily inspired by that story. So a lot of great Bad Batch stuff coming up here. And let's just talk about this trailer, though. Like, Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I watched it a few times through already, and I was first very anxious about this last season because Tech was one of my favorite, uh, if not my favorite, in the Bad Batch. And losing him at the end of last season, like, really messed me up. I was really mm-hmm. upset about that. And so I was like, how are, like, how are we, like, you know, we, we, there were so many cliffhangers left at the end of last season. You know, for those who, who might not remember, you know, we were left off with Omega and Crosshair are both trapped in the same compound uh, along with, um, what is the Kaminoan's name? Um Oh, Lysi or something. Like, I know who it is, yeah, but yeah, I can't uh, place yeah, a Kaminoan doctor. And basically, um, they have been, or the, you know, they're being forced for not not really a known reason, but I have I have my suspicions of what this specific reason is. Um, and you know, we're left with the Bad Batch fragmented. You've lost two of their members, basically. One of them being dead. Uh, well, I guess three of them. One of them being dead. Crosshair's trapped, and Omega's trapped, and so it's just. You know, three of them now running around, mm-hmm. um, and so the stakes are so high to like see. Can we can we save Crosshair? Will he be redeemed? Can we get Omega back? Like, and and this this trailer just got me so excited for it. And there's so many little cameos and little Easter eggs, and oh, well, I, I'm so with you there, and 
first, I just want to say that for those who are wondering who's this Asajj person we're talking about, <laughs> Asajj Ventress is, it's not the Padawan, but basically is the um, trainee helper to uh, Count Dooku in the Clone Wars. She has never appeared on screen in a major movie, uh, in any movie, at least as far as I know, except the Clone Wars movie. Um, but she was a very popular character in the show. Um, you can hear us talk about her a lot if you listen to the Clone Wars episodes. Um, uh, Sarah Hayashi has a lot of strong opinions on her, loves the girl, uh, also has some critiques about how she's often presented. Um, and we've talked, we did actually did a whole episode on Dark Disciple. We're going to do a new one with the new folks who are involved now um, and to get ready for the show. But it's a phenomenal book that takes your character in so many great directions. So just want to give that background. And yeah, now to what you're talking about, like to me, a good trailer, it should get me excited while also giving away very little. And there was one moment that for me is just like, I don't want to watch a trailer, but if I do, this is a perfect moment. And it was when you see Omega kind of being marched through the Imperial headquarters, Imperial detention facility, whatever it is. And then there's a line of other people being marched the other way and crosshairs there. Mm -hmm. And we don't see them lock eyes. We don't see like any lines they say to each other. Nothing is given away. It's just a very powerful reminder of... By the way, remind remember how this guy like turned on his group specifically because he wanted to turn Omega in? Remember that he would she begged him to stay and he refused? Now the two of them are in prison together. And Crosshair looks so broken. <clears throat> you see him on screen he for really maybe does. two seconds, but he looks like a broken man. Yeah. And we, we got a little bit of that in the last season. Like we saw him tr- like slowly changing and questioning things a little bit. And I feel like it's all come to a head where he's coming to terms with everything he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and Omega also – I mean they, they made, there was a reference in the trailer where, where Hunter narrates saying, you know, Omega's been waiting for us for a long time. And her hair is longer. She looks a little bit older. I mean like I wonder how long – like how long has it actually passed? Has it been weeks, months? Has it been over a year since like she's just been lost? Um, in mm-hmm. this facility, like, um, I don't know. I'm curious to see how they, how much time passes and how they like handle not only, you know, the, the attempt to save her, but like, you know, are they going to try and touch on the grief they feel after losing tech, you know, even though it's been a long period of time? Like, I, I don't know. There's just so much to unpack in this season. Yeah. And I mean, Matthew, outside of Ventress, what are some cameos that you saw that excited you? Um, first was not really a cameo, but the Emperor mm-hmm. taking a direct role in things. Because mm-hmm. I have not been able to find anything online, but that voice sounded a hell of a lot like Ian McDermott. I I feel like I've read that he regularly comes back to voice the Emperor in, in the animated shows. Not always, but I think he does yeah. come back and does it, and does it sometimes. Um, uh, this week will also go up uh, – our ep- or next week will go up our episode about – finishing rebels where it was ian mcdermott who came back for the last bit of palpatine so or palpatine whatever um and so i'm absolutely sure that yeah that 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 is very likely that it's him again and, and um, to, but to your that, point on that what do you think he meant by his quote yeah i was thinking about that because he says that like you know protecting this is you know i, I forget the exact wording but it's basically he's talking about a thing that is the most fundamental thing to solidifying the empire if i may i wrote the, i wrote the quote down uh, the exact quote was there is nothing of greater importance to secure the future of this empire yeah like, whatever you need but then he goes on to say like whatever you need to accomplish this goal you will have it what do you think that means so 
by context alone, I feel like it has to be something with Omega. Mm-hmm. And there have been some hints before that she might be Force-sensitive, and so this might be the beginning of learning about Force-sensitive clones. Yep. I kind of hope that it's not that, because if this wasn't the Bad Batch, I don't think I would ever think that. Mm-hmm. And I I will admit, I did not like Rise of Skywalker. Um, it's I, I love Rey. It has nothing to do with that. But I just thought the whole, like, Palpatine's back, cloning. And I, I don't want to restart that debate. But my only point being, it does feel like a lot of the content that has come since then has been attempting to lay the groundwork for how that happened. Because a lot of people yep. were like, this is out of nowhere. And so they're trying to make it not out of nowhere. And so in Mandalorian, we've had a lot of stuff about, like, the attempt to clone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Force-sensitive people. Mm-hmm. And so I would kind of be disappointed if we wound up that that's what this whole se- this whole show has been pointing to as well. I do think it's possible. And I'm not going to maybe hate the show. I'm probably still going to think it's a great show, but I'd be disappointed if it's that. I think other things, though, it could be is something about the clones themselves, um, because this is still the new early days of the, um, uh, you know, of what happened with, with the stormtroopers. The stormtroopers aren't working out great so far. I think it might be something about these are some of the only people who really know what happened with Order 66 Mm. and that there was a chip, but that the chip could be stopped and it wasn't like a natural thing. It wasn't because the Jedi, you know, betrayed the clones and the clones all wanted to fight back. So I think preserving that secret could definitely be a big part of it. Um, Or it could be something that we haven't even thought of yet. I I didn't consider the secret idea. That's that's a good concept. I I was also of the mindset and I – if I were a betting man, I would bet that it, it is lending itself um, towards the idea of, you know, you know, you know we learned, we learned, I can't remember where we were, for Rise of Skywalker or somewhere else, that, uh, that like, Ray being Palpatine's grandchild is really, like, her dad was, like, a Palpatine clone, essentially. Yep. And so, like, to me, it's very possible that, like, he's trying to figure out, like you said, like, how to clone himself. And, you know, we're aware through... Many different forms of Star Wars media, books, video games, movies that like the, the Emperor's obsessed with living forever and finding ways to preserve his consciousness and not ever die and like rule an eternal empire. Um, and so to me, like it definitely would make sense. Um, and I don't think it would bother me that much because like, you know, I, I think that, you know, the Bad Batch as a whole wasn't about that. But, you know, I would I, it would make sense that like, you know, the the. The, the, you know, they experimented on these clones, you know, they were made during the Clone Wars, and Palpatine had an ulterior motive to see, like, how much can we, how far can we push the cloning technology, and maybe Omega is that first experiment on, can we successfully clone, you know, right. maybe she was formerly a Padawan or something, like, you know, they cloned her, and, 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 they're, and they're trying, and, that, and that's the beginning of the pathway that leads to, you know, the creation of Rey's father, um, I don't know, I mean, that's what makes sense to me, but I also do like the idea that you brought up that I had never thought of about, like, we need to like preserve this secret, um, especially for those who've like removed the chips from their heads or like who don't have right. the chips in their heads. Yeah, I haven't thought about the um, the clone, like not cloning, but like that more direct way that you're talking about. Um, and I, I will say that we learn mostly about Ray's parents and her father, who is the clone of Palpatine. In um, the book Shadow of the Sith, that's where which I learned is, it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's not my favorite book by any means, but it's a decent book. Yeah. and I think we also did an episode on that a couple months ago. Um, 
It's about Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian having an adventure, which is kind of a weird pairing, but it's great <laughs> to see more of Lando. Um, don't listen to the book on tape, though, on audio tape, because the, the the guy narrating is great, but he tries to do the voices of those two, and it's just not a good thing. Um, and, and if I remember correctly, in that, like, that takes place a year or two after Return of the Jedi, at which point the clone... Palpatine's son clone is like 2530. So presumably, yeah, he's getting created around this time. Um, He might have even been younger than that. I don't remember something detailed. But yeah, so I think it's entirely possible that either they are in the process of creating that clone of Palpatine or they already have created him. And so that could be something too. And, And that's just what makes sense to me. Like nothing's of greater importance to Palpatine than living forever. And to me that like those two things, him saying that line just, just and like the fact that like they're in a facility, they're so desperate on having a Kaminoan running the project. It's super secret. Omega is the key to all of this. Like it's just it feels like all the dominoes are lining up. Now maybe they're doing that on purpose to misdirect us and there's something completely different. I don't know. That would be my how it feels like to me where it's leading. Yeah. Like I said, it, if if that's where we wind up, that's where we wind up. I'm not <laughs> I don't ever want someone to retcon the sequels. I think, you know, I think Last Jedi was phenomenal. I think Force Awakens is great. I like Rey Skywalker too, but... <laughs> yeah, and I think Rey is a great character. And I'm not retcon. I want for retconning. But I wish we could focus on other things. Yeah, and fair. like when you said Palpatine's ultimate goal is to live forever, my first thought was, where does that come from? Because that's not in any of the movies. That's 100% a product of this later stuff. Uh, I mean, it's in the movies in Rise of Skywalker, and now a lot of these other shows and books have, have kind of pointed to that. But, um, like, he says ultimate power, not lifelong, you know, like, well, everlasting life. I feel like I've gotten it, too, from, like, like Revenge of the Sith, him saying, you know, only one person has learned how to stop death. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, it's definitely been more solidified by, like, the sequels and... Um, and I think I also got a lot of it from um, some of the video games, like uh, Battlefront and stuff, like Project Cinder, where he like – again, a lot of it is to like lead itself yeah. into episode nine for sure, for sure. But I think that I have garnered – and also like some of the EU books I read growing up like talked a lot about him wanting to clone himself and, mm-hmm. and find That's ways really to possible. preserve himself. So maybe, maybe it's just a, like a – it's permeated through different forms of yeah. the Star Wars universe, but – yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, what about for you? What were some of the cameos and Easter eggs? Yeah, I mean, there was a few that kind of popped on screen. I, w- I was personally really excited to see to see Bane pop up there briefly. Um, oh God, yeah, I love Cad so Bane, good. one of my favorite characters in the Clone Wars. Um, and you know, he got he, he we got to see a little episode with him in it, uh, fighting Fennec over Omega. Um, I think it was last season, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing him back in action, even if you just get a little bit of him, I, I never get enough of, of, of some Cad Bane. So I was definitely very excited to see him uh, pop up there for a moment. Yep. Um, I also like – and Fennec was there too. Like I'm excited to see Fennec. I love Fennec. But weirdly, I got excited seeing a, a brief – excuse me. Uh, I got really excited seeing um, Wolf pop up on screen for a minute. Yep. Because, yep. you know, we, we know that by the time Rebels rolls around, it's Rex, Wolf, and Gregor are like a trio working together. And right. it just – I don't know. Every time I get to see Wolf, it, it brings me back to the Clone Wars and the Plo Koons group. And um, it, he's just – he's a really cool clone to have. And so I am yeah. I'm excited to, uh, to see him. Um, well, especially because, like we've talked about this, that 
on the one hand, there's something really powerful about the clones who survived and how they're dealing with the fact that they know what most of the other clones don't. But also it's been the Bad Batch who've always been a little bit set apart from the other clones. Yep. And so I always love when we do have people who developed a personality and character that we got to see. I think all of them had personality and character in some form or another, but the ones we really got to know and love and see them and where they are on all this. Because like, I have no idea what side Wolf's going to be on. Maybe this is where he winds up eventually getting rec- – maybe he's already like with with Rex and Gregor. Maybe though he's going to start out as just a clone who's trying to hunt everybody down like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea. And I'll also say Wolf is not someone who I have been personally like, oh my god, he's my favorite. I, I think he's great. Um, but honestly, the minute I saw that he was there, my first thought was – Oh, friend of the podcast, Danielle is going to create some amazing content about this. Because Danielle, written in the Star Wars, Wolf is very much one of her favorites. She creates incredible content about him that notices things I would never see in a million years. And so just that that that, that moment was fun, even just for that, of that like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay, we're going to see a lot of this. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and I guess I just have one more question for you, Matthew, out of curiosity. Do you think when this is all said and done – do we lose any more Bad Batch members? Do we lose all of them? It's rough. It's rough. I think – I don't think anybody has plot armor. I think all of them are potential to die. Mm-hmm. I think we probably have to get an ending for their characters to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, like – and that could be that, you know, like one of them joins up with, you know – uh, some of the people who are starting to foment, you know, what will eventually become the rebellion or something like that. Um, but because we 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 don't see any of these guys in Rebels, we don't see any of these guys in any of the stuff that takes place during the Galactic Civil War. Um, you know, so I think it's certainly very possible. I think. I mean, they there's could a whole get to- episode I want to do at some point on superhero ethics about like redemption and what redemption means and. I don't think that – I think redemption is a very complicated topic that gets very simplified in ways I don't love. I don't think a, like a long period of terrible acts gets made up for by one good one. And I think Star Wars likes to say, well, but what if that one good one, you die when that happens? And I think like, you know, it's a powerful thing to be willing to sacrifice yourself to fix the problems that you haven't had, that you've caused. But whether or not that redeems you or not is a whole other question. But I do think that – like, to me, if there's anybody who is most in the – I haven't even realized this when I started the sentence, but crosshairs, it's crosshair. Like, the chance that he dies nobly to save Omega yeah. and to save the brothers who he, you know, turned his back on, it, it's such a cliche that I kind of don't want it. But I also think they could do it very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think he's possible. I think it would break my heart, but Wrecker is possible. Mm-hmm. The fact that Hunter is kind of narrating this makes me feel like he's the one who lives on and gets to tell the story. Yeah. Um, but that he has to have some way of being like off the chessboard for the what happens next. Yeah. Um, but I think it's possible they all die. Or they all live. You know, listeners, you might not know this, but that was a little little preview of the eventual episode, the trial of Anakin Skywalker, that will come to light mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but uh, I agree with you. I think I mean I think that it's very plausible that like you know there has maybe there's some form of injury like you know like they sustain like i don't know hunter loses a leg or something or like can't like he can't 
fight anymore. Because um, mm-hmm. it would, because you know, we know they're in contact with Rex. Like we know they're all in cahoots, and it, it would feel weird to have them survive and then not be involved in the war at all, unless they're planning like some involvement in some show in the future that, that you know kills them off somewhere in the middle of the war we just haven't seen yet. Like you know, there is a large period of time there, right? That we haven't seen in you know those I mean, nineteen years the empire ruled. Um, I, I, I'm I'm disagreeing with myself here, but actually, as you say that, I do realize that one thing they've established is they're not necessarily on board with the rebellion yet. Mm-hmm. And and in this, they say their one last fight is to save Omega. So as I say, like I think they need an ending. I realize that ending could be that they go off with Omega, yeah. and and kind of live happily ever after, or whatever. Um, and it could that be questions that- what happens to her, but. Well, that's actually a great point, Matthew, that you just made me think that, like, if Omega is, like, the key, so quote-unquote, to Palpatine calling himself, like, he is the prize, then maybe the Bad Batch says that, like, their mission is to hide Omega and protect her somewhere. Like, they go off to some some planet in the Outer Rim or wherever, and, like, you know, they just have to lay low um, and protect Omega. Um, And maybe that's just, like, you know, their their solution um or again maybe we'll see them in the future i i do i am of the mindset that one of them at least will die um yep. i i think that crosshair and wrecker are the two most likely in my opinion i don't think uh, whether we like it or not i don't think disney is capable of killing a child character so i think omega's safe mm-hmm. um i think that hunter being the narrator is safe and i just don't think i love echo and in like clone wars Fans really love Echo, but I don't know if, like, there's been enough in Bad Batch itself, enough, like, connection to the fan base that, like, his death would have a huge, huge impact. I feel like Wrecker or Crosshair would really hit hard, and so I feel like they are the highest likely candidates. I can see Wrecker sacrificing himself to save Omega because Omega wanted to save Crosshair. Um, right. Or like, you know, or like I said, Crosshair, the, the classic redemption arc in Star Wars, you know, Crosshair stays behind to to save them or um, – I don't know. I, I could see a lot of – not a redemption arc. But yeah. Yes, I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I, could see, I could see a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of options there. But I feel like we are going to lose someone else unfortunately. I, I will say one other possibility that they have is they have established that clones age abnormally fast. Mm-hmm. And they've also established that all of these folks are already kind of deviations from the standard cloning. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that they age even faster than everybody else. Mm. I mean, Crosshair certainly looks like a man in his forties or fifties by mm. now. That's a good. Point. Um. So. So yeah, that's. I think there's lots of options. And they could but, just rogue one them. They could just kill them all. They could just like the Bad Batch says, we have to destroy this facility at all costs. We're going down with it. It just destroys it. <laughs> it's possible. Um. I will say that. I do hope that they wind up not making Omega Force sensitive because I I think there's something awesome about her, clearly. But I, like I'm always the person who wants to root for the for the for the, not even for the underdog, but like for the common guy, you know? Yeah. For the it's great to have these superheroes, but what about just the everyday people and the good things they can do? And I'm a little tired uh like I think it, it was earned for Sabine and Ahsoka. But I'm a little tired of all the cool people are cool because they have force powers. And clearly it's not the case because all the Bad Batch. But I don't know. I kind of like Omega just being who she is and just being this awesome, you know, 
clone, but not necessarily being um, Force-sensitive. Force I'm not going to quit the show if she is Force-sensitive, but I think that would be awesome. Right, and that makes sense. And That makes sense. Um, something I also am realizing, and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get into it in depth, but Mount Tantis is the name mm-hmm. of this clone base, and that is actually in Oh, the that's EU. from Eric the Empire. Yes. And it's Grand Admiral Thrawn's cloning facility in the EU. And so it's it's I'm curious if Thrawn is now linked to this somehow. If they're gonna link the end of Bad Batch with Thrawn somehow. Like like showing Thrawn early days of the Empire. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because there's so many different timelines for Thrawn. Because in that, in the EU, uh, the original novels, the Heir of the Empire books by Timothy Zahn, mm-hmm. um, the Empire, the Emperor set up Mount Tanis, and it had, you know, it w- was where the last Dark Jedi was, and it was where, where before we even knew the word Sith and stuff like that, yep. uh, or at least well known, and it was where um, the cloning facilities were. And it was a secret thing that Palpatine had set up, and then when Thrawn returns after Return of the Jedi, he he found all of it. Um, in these books, what we have found out is that Thrawn is first discovered by the Emperor around this time. So it seems right. like like the idea is that with Thrawn would then like much later no go back to, to Mount, Ta- Mount Tantus. But it's certainly possible, like, part of the idea is that they find Thrawn because Thrawn is screwing with an in, in imperial installation. So maybe that this, they're going to make this the story of where the Emperor meets Thrawn. Like, that'd be kind of awesome. That would start a whole other series because it would, start other series. Uh, it would give us Eli Vanto and, you know. Oh, dude, I would love if they brought Eli into the actual movies. Um, yeah. But I, oh, I, mean, I, I, I had I hadn't heard the words Mount Tantus or known that that was Mount Tantus. Neither did I. So I, I looked. I, the reason I looked it up was I was like, I wonder if we've seen this in any like we've seen this mountain anywhere. So I just looked it up real quick, and, and Wikipedia has um, identified it as Mount Tantus, which is like throwing me for a loop right now. Okay, that opens so many um, more doors. I'm I love Wikipedia, but I know sometimes that rumor can become fact on there. So I would want to. Until I hear someone – like, in the same way with Dark Disciple, like, I heard a Disney-affiliated person working on the show say, we're drawing from Dark Disciple. Until I hear someone officially involved with this show say, we're, this is Mount Tanis, I'm not going to take that – I'm not going to get too excited about that, but it certainly is a great does, possibility. Does StarWars.com count? StarWars.com counts. It, it's identifying – it's not giving much, but it's identifying it as Mount Tantus. Okay. Okay. Um, it does. It, it gives a very small tidbit on it, um, but it, it it is confirmed. It is, it is the planet of Wayland, and it is Mount Tantus. Um, yep. So yep. This is all. Yep. So it is that is Di- StarWars.com. Disney has confirmed that it is the location. They've given no additional information about it being related to Thrawn in any way, but they have okay. named it as so. That's amazing. I'm so excited. So that just made me even more excited. <laughs> totally. All right. Any other last things you want to throw out there? I'm just so excited, dude. I I don't even yeah. like. I I can't. I mean, I can't believe we're we're so close to it. I, I'm sad it's ending, but it feels like it'll be a good, yeah, a good final arc to to close it all up. For sure. And I'm really excited. We're probably. I'm going to rewatch the first two seasons. We're oh, definitely going to do episode by episode coverage here. We're going to cover the Dark Disciple, the book on book club. Any other books like the look like the relevant? We'll conquer. We'll. 
we'll discuss on book club. All that's members only. All the information about how to become a member is in the show notes. All the information about how to contact us. Let us know. What are you thinking about Bad Batch trailer for season three? I'm super excited. I want other people to see super excited. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go right now and start a discussion in the spoilers section for Star Wars <laughs> on our Discord. That's free to join. All the info's in the show notes. And, and, um, and I do want to say one more quick thing. It's just that Erin couldn't be here, but I know for a fact that she was more excited than probably both of us combined about Asad's Ventress's return. Yes. So I can promise you that all three of us are stoked about Ventress yeah. especially. I am so excited. All right. Talk to you all later. We have spoken. Stay classy. Mount Mount Tantus. Tantus. <laughs> <laughs>